Welcome back to Throwback with Jack. Today, September 29th, in 1962, JFK authorized the use of federal troops to integrate the University of Mississippi. Let's examine this. Following the Supreme Court case Brown v. Board of Education in 1954 that outlawed segregation, James Meredith applied to Ole Miss in 1961. However, when he told the university he was African-American about halfway through the application process, school officials and Governor Ross Barnett delayed and obstructed his admission. Barnett actually even jailed Meredith temporarily to block him from attending. This won't be the last time Barnett gets involved. Now, Meredith had made several attempts. He had been accompanied by federal officials, but had been physically barred from entering the university. President JFK and his brother, the Attorney General, Robert Kennedy, even called the governor, Barnett. But those phone calls were unproductive, and Barnett wouldn't budge. On September 27th, Barnett actually offered to let Meredith enroll, but only if federal troops held guns to his head. This was little more than a political ploy by Barnett. If the troops held gun to his head, it would have saved Barnett's reputation among Mississippi voters. If they did not, Barnett would presumably have continued to bar Meredith from entering. Now, Kennedy declined. And it's important to note that in public, Barnett vowed to keep the university segregated. But while on the phone with the Kennedys, he alternated between segregation and integration. So he was like playing both sides. The next day, on September 28th, the Fifth Circuit Court found Barnett to be in contempt of court which means he was being disrespectful to the court. In this case, he was defying its authority, and this court threatened to imprison him and fined him $10,000 daily if Meredith was not registered in Ole Miss by October 2nd. On September 29th, Barnett spoke during halftime at an Ole Miss football game, saying that he loved Mississippi, her people, her customs, and loved and respected her heritage, which was a clear indication for the continuation of segregation. Kennedy then federalized the Mississippi National Guard shortly thereafter, which started rumors that he was actually going to arrest Barnett. In response to that rumor, white supremacist Citizens Council organized a, quote, wall of human flesh to surround and protect Barnett at the governor's mansion, which was well over 2,000 people. Obviously, nothing happened there, and the wall of human flesh was unnecessary. It's basically just 2,000 people just stood around a guy's house for a couple hours. 182 journalists then went to Oxford, Mississippi, where the campus of Ole Miss is, to document the, the violence they anticipated. Then, September 30th. Per Kennedy and Barnett's plan, Meredith was flown to Oxford and escorted by 24 federal marshals to his guarded dorm. The 70th Army Engineer Combat Battalion from Fort Campbell, Kentucky, set up their headquarters in the university's administration building, the Lyceum. However, Ole Miss students began to gather in the late afternoon, and as the evening progressed, they became rowdier. Which is never good. No one likes rowdy students. Certainly, the arrival of former Major General Edwin Walker, who had made a radio appeal for 10,000 volunteers to, quote, rally to the cause of freedom, did not help. Local police, who had been helping establish a perimeter around the Lyceum, were withdrawn by State Senator George Yarbrough, starting at 7.25 p.m., despite Barnett's now-renewed commitment. As they left, the local police dismantled all barriers, allowing large numbers of people from other states to enter the campus. 
Despite the increase in numbers, the Kennedys ordered the marshals not to shoot under any circumstances, even if their life was in danger, or they were being overwhelmed by the mob. They were only allowed to shoot if Meredith's life was in danger. This almost happened. The mob became increasingly violent when it reached a size of 2,500 people. They actually began assaulting reporters and throwing Molotov cocktails and bottles of acid at the marshals. Chief Marshal James McShane ordered his federal officers to fire tear gas at the mob at 7.50 p.m., which is a step below bullets, I guess. Ole Miss students were out of control. Though some students were able to prevent others from removing the American flag and putting the Confederate one in its place, so they, they had that going for them. Barnett did nothing to help. In fact, he made it worse by getting on the radio at 11 p.m. and declared, We will never surrender. We obviously mean segregationists. Riders shot at marshals and reporters. Five cars were burned, labs were raided and looted, and that was to make more Molotov cocktails. But the marshals never fired back. The crowd further swelled to 3,000 people. Barnett had actually agreed to Kennedy's request to ask the state officers to return to the campus, but needless to say, he never asked actually the state officers, and they never came back. Federal agents actually ran out of tear gas, which led Kennedy to invoke the Insurrection Act of 1807, which allowed him to deploy U.S. military and federalize the National Guard within the United States. And he called in reinforcements in the middle of the night under the command of Brigadier General Charles Billingsley. Now, while Billingsley was getting to campus, the white rioters prowled the campus and discovered that Meredith was in Baxter Hall. So they started to try to get in, presumably to make an example of him, i.e. lynch him. Billingsley eventually got to campus, and his car was set on fire when he pulled up, which forced him to crawl 200 yards under gunfire to safety. The army did not return fire. Two civilians were killed, even though many more should have died, in the ensuing chaos, and a bunch of people were arrested for insurrection. One day later, Barnett called the Department of Justice and offered to pay for Meredith's college education anywhere out of state, which was rejected. Meredith then enrolled on October 1st, 1962, and became the first black student at Ole Miss. Thank you.